This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnick. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi Williams. The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President Jonathan Kraft. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports, where we take a look at some of the big stories that have been taking place we should say throughout it together. the week. You want to do it? Want to try that? Let's okay. do it. All right, ready? Okay. Let's just, it will just do the like, Let's keep this, but let's do it again. Okay, all right. Where you, this will be part of the show. Where we, we and Evan doesn't even think, look, he's just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> he's like, he's, See, you know why, you know why he's like that? Look at him. Does he look more lethargic? If he makes errors today, he has not had his cereal yet this morning. That's true. Oh, he, he's man. operating at about, what would it, what, uh, I don't want to say low 90. <laughs> <laughs> He's operating 30%. at about thirty percent. You know what? We should put hair's a mess. I want to do a poll. What's your favorite cereal? Oh boy. Okay. Like if I had to have one for the rest of my life, one for the rest of your life. Frosted Ooh. mini wheats, I think. For I me. think because yeah, it's just wet, one. dry yeah. snack. I yeah, frosted Versatile. mini wheats. Yeah. yeah. Well, y'all went healthy. I was gonna get like healthy. Those, it's covered in sugar. Those, those <laughs> the Reese's, you know, healthy. the Reese's things. They're the the Reese's the peanut butter cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the little puff balls. Yeah, uh, that's well, that's you're, some eating. You're, <laughs> okay. you're entitled to your cereal opinion. Oh man, maybe I'll put that. I'll put that on the Twitter page. All right, all right, we'll do that. So, uh, let's start uh, with uh, Major League Soccer and uh, valuations. Uh, so we got number of teams, Atlanta United. New York City FC, what are we looking at here? Well, I just marvel, I know, Evan, you do too, at, at what Atlanta has done. Hmm. I mean, sometimes they draw 70,000. They sell how much merch? It's like they're responsible for a quarter of the league's merchandise sales. I mean, yeah, that, that, gets, that gets you know shared. But you look at the valuation now of that team, Arthur Blank's club, $330 million. We are now discussing real dollars for MLS franchises, and it's not sort of this uh, mom-and-pop organization anymore. <laughs> yeah, my favorite stat about that Atlanta United team, they, they sold over a million tickets this year, which, yeah. is, which is a huge number for soccer. For soccer, right. Um, you know, they tout that as more than, you know, basketball teams and hockey teams. Obviously, the stadium is much bigger. They sold more more tickets than the, the, the Florida Marlins this year, or the Miami Marlins, I should yeah. say. Uh, that's, that's wild. Uh, you know, a lot fewer games. Um, it's the only baseball team they outsold. Um, but when you have MLS teams that are that are outselling, uh, selling more tickets than than Major League Baseball teams, uh, that's a great harbinger for the future of, of MLS. <laughs> the question is, can other teams do it? Yeah, like what what happened in that? Michael, why why is this working? I don't know. But overall, five Atlanta players rank among the top twenty five top selling jerseys. No other club has more than three on the list. This town has embraced this team, and I'm not sure even Arthur had an answer for it when he was on the show. Was to what is it? What resonates with this club? I, I I don't know, but it's working. So here here's some questions for you. You know, this is year two for 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 the team. What does it say about MLS that a second year expansion team is now the most valuable team in the league? And if you look down the list, LAFC first year expansion team is number four. Yeah. What does it say about well, about LAFC, the league? Where the you can join the league the and bam, you're already the, the top, the, the the most valuable franchise in the league itself. 
I think you can say perhaps lessons have been learned and they're doing things a bit differently, but still to draw that many, I don't, you can't put in your business plan. I would have liked, let me see the original deck on this idea for an Atlanta team in MLS. If they put, oh, we're going to top a million in attendance. We're going to sell this many jerseys. Bullwinkle. Yeah. Like as, no, nobody could have predicted this. As Arthur told us <laughs> like on the, the podcast <laughs> about a month ago, you know, he admitted that, you know, the, 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 the soccer games in that stadium, the $1.6 billion Mercedes-Benz stadium uh, are more exciting than, than Falcons games. Right. See, what's impressed to me, by the way, nothing up our sleeve. You see what I did there too? Cause you said Bullwinkle and I, yeah, okay. You didn't anyway. say Rocky. You didn't say Boris and well, Natasha. Okay. Presto. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what impresses me about this, the Seattle Sounders home game attendance. It has drawn over 40,000 fans per game. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking about so, the, the semifinals. We're talking about if you per game. Talk, you want to talk about like events you want to go see and you want to be a part of just for ambiance to, to do as a fan. Um, yeah, of course, you got Yankees, Red Sox. You hear all about the big, the big stuff. Islanders, Rangers. I mean, I'm sure Toronto, Montreal, all that stuff. But you know what you want to go see, Evan? You want to have a good time? Mm. Portland, Seattle. There you go. You want yeah. to go see the Timbers play the Sounders? That place is bongo. I mean, it's nuts. You get ambiance like that. And what have we always said about sports? is entertainment. You can't guarantee you're going to win. But you can guarantee atmosphere. You can guarantee the fan experience. And I'll tell you, for the two hours you're going to invest in a Timber Sounders game, you're going to walk out of there and go, I got every penny of my money's worth. Looking forward for MLS, uh, as, as many listeners will know, they're expanding rapidly. Yeah. You know, In the next couple of years, we're going to see new franchises in Miami, Cincinnati, Nashville, Austin, there's going to be another one in there. They're going to get this t- this league up to 28, if not more. It will be interesting to see if, if other new franchises can kind of continue this trend of joining the league and immediately kind of vaulting themselves towards the top of, uh, of, of the valuation charts. Yeah, well, the spread isn't that big. Atlanta number one at 330, and then you've got Red Bull at 11 at $250 million. Those teams are playing each other in Those the Those teams in are playing each other. So, but you've got, I mean, that's, you know, an $80 million spread. Okay, yeah. but that's one to 11. That's pretty good. Mm. One other thing that I, I I did took some notes on this because I was curious. You know, people talk a lot about the exorbitant expansion fees in MLS and whether that's kind of propping up the health of the league as a whole. Uh, MLS expansion fee right now one hundred fifty million dollars. You know, average according to Forbes, the average franchise value is two hundred forty million. Um, and the NHL, Seattle's paying a six hundred fifty million dollar, likely going to pay a six hundred fifty million dollar expansion fee, and the average value of the teams there is under six hundred million. Yeah. So, so the NHL expansion value is more than the average price, or average valuation of a team, whereas an MLS is significantly less. So you're saying if you're looking to spend your money, maybe an MLS team is the way to go. Yeah, I was actually surprised. I kind of thought that, you know, given all the talk about MLS expansion valuations, that the expansion fee in soccer would have been a, a bigger portion of the average right. valuation than it, did, what it was in the NHL. On the flip side, though, we do always keep saying, show me, show me what justifies the valuations of the MLS teams. The revenue is not there yet. But it's this promise of this media scale world. And a lot of these are also, by the way, real estate investments, as we talk about all mm-hmm. the time. Very interested to see if the trajectory continues and these become justified. Yeah, talking real estate, LAFC, number four on the list at $305 million. That does not include Bank of California Stadium, you know, which they paid, I think, $350 million to build as well. Um, so 
obviously the valuation of that club is, is significantly higher if you factor in the building they play. And what did Beckham play? What was his what his playing deal? What was it like? Ten million for the Ooh, he had the rights to the expansion sure. team. I think it was the, oh, it's, it's oh something back like in 10. his original yeah, yeah, ten, like 10, $10 million dollars for 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 expansion. Well rights. done, David. Boy. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a that's a bargain. Well done, that's David. They're cheap. Yep. You're exactly right. Um, this next one falls under what the hell. Uh, I got to say, <laughs> right, like new this, segment here. Right? Exactly. Oh, what the hell, sports. man? I, I, I the story very to set it up, up. Bar. Nineteen-year-old, she's a cross-country runner for uh, for college in Buffalo. Emily Sheck. Yes, Canisius for Canisius, and she got several text messages from her mom when she moved back onto campus, and apparently the mom disavowed her because. She's a that uh, she's a that lesbian. Her, that she her told her family that she saw some pictures of her. Her daughter had not told her yet, but she saw some photos online of with her girlfriend. And in essence, yeah, the family disowned her and said, "You're out. You're on your own. You're done." So, a roommate launched a GoFundMe campaign to raise money for Shaq to eat, and uh, so she could live. I mean, she didn't have any money. They just like they, they wanted. Fi- they wanted five thousand. That was the goal. Yeah. She got fifty-eight thousand and counting. Right, and so counting. it's a hundred thousand now. So right, so good news, right? If you're great news, <laughs> except Mr. Novi Williams. Yeah, the she's a uh, she's a runner, a cross-country runner. You know, the NCAA uh, frowns upon dun, dun, unnecessary dun, dun, dun. <laughs> or uh, unauthorized uh, financial support. Uh, they stepped in originally and said, "You have a choice. You can keep this money, or you can." Really and lose keep, your eligibility. Yeah, and lose your eligibility, or uh, you can you can keep your eligibility and, and, and not take the money, which you know, given her situation, was, was an obvious choice, right? She this was, was going to was gonna take, pay tuition, take to the flow, money right. so she could you know continue to live. Um, and then the NCA reversed that decision, uh, announcing that you know because it was a and the, the statement is vague, but because it was a significant life event, um, that they were they were going to allow her to keep the money and retain her eligibility at Canisius. Okay. We, we love that they. Got to the, I think what everybody would say. I love that they got to the right place, but the, the, the they did not as the crow flies. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. The NCAA I'm to of, take the windy road. I'm of two minds here because one, this is obviously the right decision, and and props to the NCA for even Watch. though even though they didn't maybe make it immediately, you know, in the end the right thing is happening here. Um, however, it, it does seem you know yet another example of kind of totally arbitrary and inconsistent uh, approach by the NCAA when it comes to these things. You know, a couple months ago, uh, a linebacker at Tennessee State, uh, Christian Abercrombie, uh, w- was hurt, you know, life-threatening injury in, in the middle of a game, taken to the hospital, had emergency surgery. Um, in the aftermath of that hit, a number of GoFundMe pages popped up for him. Um, the NCAA worked with the school, determined that those were unauthorized this is according to the Tennessean, and then later on, kind of launched a school-initiated GoFundMe page that didn't raise as, as much money. Um, they they had shut down the two that were propped up immediately. A lot of people felt like it was ridiculous for the NCA. And and if you're talking about significant life events, I think a catastrophic life-threatening injury in the middle of a football game would ca- would would qualify under that as well. Um, yeah, just seems like it, it, obviously it's it's good to make the right decision, um, but you'd rather see. The NCA doing better at making the right decision. I think if you look up the law books, that there is the legal official term for that. I think it's I think it's something willy nilly. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think if you look it up in the law book, Mike McCann help me out. Willy versus nilly. I think that's it. Willy v nilly. Yeah, Willy v nilly. That's it right there. Not Millie v vanilly. 
They would have copied the finding. Of- I, I've got to ask, isn't this 2018? Yes, I why, have to think about it. But why? Yes. Why? Yeah, there you go. Why? Why? I, you know, I, I try to stay away from editorializing, but no, I'm going anyway. You editorialize more than anybody else. On the I, show. I am. I'm going to. We try and stay away. I, I know. I'm. I'm going to say it. It's like, you know, the, this 19 year old young woman is she like she's trying to make it, and the mom just like not just booted her out. I mean, the details in the outsport story are. They're gut-wrenching. Yeah. You know, her dad uh, drove to campus, took all her stuff, put some of it in her car, took the license plate off yeah, her took car. The license, because canceled the insurance. Canceled the insurance. Everything. Just like, yeah. you're you're done. Like, you are not our daughter anymore. Yeah. I, that, I was just reading up on this, and I'm like, oh, my god. I can't figure out why she didn't tell her parents. Yeah, gee, I wonder why. It's That that is, well, you know what? God bless. I, Emily Sheck, I hope you do well, and uh, I hope things work out for you. And... Um, Drive on, girl. Drive on. Uh, Amazon, bidding for regional sport networks. Yeah, well, here we are again. This is like the- Starting to heat up a bit, This is the 800-pound gorilla that, you know, this is the Fox divestiture or sale of assets to Disney. Disney has to divest the RSNs because they have ESPN. Reports out there that Amazon is bidding for the 22 uh, as as a bundle. 21 now, right? Well, Well, yes, network. You know, Amazon in on that deal. Um, likely, uh, the question here is if you're Disney and we talked to everybody about the future of media, would you sell these RSNs to Amazon and help them in their quest to become sports centric when that's your main business at ESPN? Seems to me the smart play by Disney is to keep Amazon in the bidding. If they are there, really drive up the price they're going to get. And then sell to a private equity firm, because that way you're not helping Amazon in what will one day be your stiff competition. One day in the very near future, your stiff competition. Mm. Yeah, and and to be clear, the, Disney does have to sell. You know, this is this is yes. a sale that has it's, to it's happen. Con- the approval um, of the deal is conditioned on on sure. them getting rid of it. Yes. Yeah. So I, 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 some of this obviously depends on what the other what the other offers look like. Um, but we're talking about a package that's probably worth $20 billion. With the Yes Network, 20, rough, 20 or plus. Yeah. Roughly in there. Without the Yes Network, 15, 16. Yeah, so make no illusions about Amazon's in, intent in, in live sports and, and local news, because I think these, these RSNs kind of straddle both those worlds. Um, anytime you're bidding, for, you know, this is that that's more than a package for, you know, the some high-end rights in the NBA and possibly even the NFL might well, cost, the strategy, right? So, Evan. The strategy of Thursday Night Football was to get people on Prime. It worked. So the question is, will Yeah, but we're talking drive... orders of magnitude yeah, more, yeah, of course, more of money, course, right? Like a hundred times more money than than what they're paying of course, for that. Of yeah. course. And that was with some of those games on Thursday night. It was like, we're watching this. But it worked. It's part of the product. So we'll see what will happen with that. Uh, hey, you know what? We just wrapped up in a bow another podcast right here for the Bloomberg Business of Sports, and we want to take the time to tell everybody, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you eat a lot of turkey so you can tell that uh, I'm going to, uh, along with other foods that are going to be. Anything you've got special for Thanksgiving going on? You know what governs my life. What do you think I'll be doing? Mm, hockey. hockey. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Two games in Providence. But before we're going to have a little fun, we're going to go see uh, on, what, on Friday. We're going to go see BC 
and Bentley play up in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, and then drive to Providence for a couple of games on Saturday. Very good. Go Eagles. Very good. I'll be down in uh, Virginia and Washington, D.C. Very good. Getting out of the city. Hoping, Very- hoping it'll be warmer down there than it's supposed to be uh, up here in the Northeast. Oh, cross your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports, where we take a look at some of the top business stories of the week. I'm Scott Soshnick, and if you're on Twitter, you follow me at Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi Williams. You can follow me at Novi underscore Williams. Uh, Join us again at the end of the week. We've got a good interview coming up with uh, Chuck Baker, co-chair of the sports industry group at uh, New York law firm O'Melveny. And you can follow me at Big Bar Sports, where you can catch our podcast Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And the podcast, you can download it where it's available.